Welcome to Cauldron of Worlds. Episode 8, Creating Your Planet. Well, hello and welcome to Cauldron Worlds. I'm Chad Corey. And before we get into the episode uh, today, what I want to do is take a little bit of a side note here and put out the information that, of course, Return of the Wizard King is still coming out on the 15th of September. That'll be my last time of uh, doing that here on the podcast. And then after that, tied into that, I should say, excuse me, will be a book signing as well or a book tour. We're calling that a contact-free book tour, however. So slight variation, slight difference on given the current environment in which we're recording this situation here. Some bookstores and such have uh, expressed their preference for certain things, and I want to try and do my best to honor that, but also allow people the opportunity to get signed books or personalized copies or even just get you know multiple copies if that's something you have an interest in doing. So I think we found a good solution. Unfortunately, for those of you who are not in the Minnesota area or who are unable to get to the Minnesota area, those books might not be uh, available to you, the signed books at least, might not be available to you because we're kind of having to work within the given parameters of our present reality. And so right now, for me, that deals with getting uh, the stores in Minnesota access to these books. When I say stores, we're talking primarily uh, the Barnes & Noble chain here, but also some independent stores and some other things I'll be adding to the list on the website and in social media in the days ahead. So if you're curious, do check that out. And also, please go to my website, chadcorey.com. That's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E.com. And you'll find out more information about what is entailed with the book tour, how it's going to basically operate. And I get kind of two different explanations for it. One is more of a written form, if you're that kind of person that likes to get more information written and uh, verbal. And I also did one that's more of a video. It's actually recorded and put on YouTube. And you can look, listen to that if that's something your preference is kind of getting more of a, a visual information that way. So several different ways to get the information, but it's all the same information. And the schedule, of course, for the events, what's going on, will be on the website as well. And a little bit of a segue to the segue here is I am also going to be doing a couple different virtual events. First of which will be a book release uh, event on Facebook, my Facebook page, which is at Creator Chat. It's just Creator Chat. And so if you want to check that out, if you're not able to attend uh, any of the book signings in general because you're not in the area or what have you, this would be a great opportunity to kind of sit down and maybe see me face-to-face if that's something you're interested in. Or I guess you can close your eyes and pretend it's a podcast and and go from there too. But I'll be sharing some more information about the history background of the, the book, what got us to the whole process here in general, as well as answering some questions and answers that are presented, as well as some other ones I might have in store, and just uh, some other fun things and talking about stuff in general that you usually expect to have and, and experience during a traditional book launch and book event as well. It won't be long. It's one hour long. You can find out the time and dates again at my website, chadcorey.com. Okay, that's out of the way now. Let's transition back into this episode, which we're talking about planet creation. Now, this is going to be a little bit different than cosmology and also a little bit different because, again, I don't know your specific situation with your world setting. I don't know, you know, based upon what you wanted to do, we talked about last episode, it could be a different plane of reality, which it would go on indefinitely, or you could have several different planets, some, you know, a solar system. So the topic and idea is pretty nebulous, as you can tell. So I'm not going to be able to address every single facet of what your personal preference or choice 
might be. That said, what I'm going to try and do is go under the assumption like I think most of you are probably going to be leaning towards or you know, or people are interested in, and that is making your own planet. So we're going to assume that you have adopted a concept of having a planet for your world setting. Now, it could be multiple planets, it could be a solar system, what have you, but we're for now going to just focus on the idea of the planet. Now, how do you go about doing that? Well, obviously, the big thing you want to decide first and foremost is the size of the planet. How big is it? How small is it? That will determine a lot of factors. Number one, how much territory you're going to have to develop and design. So that might be something you want to keep in mind as well. Now, unless you're developing a world that's entirely made of desert or, or water or something else, you're going to have to make a decision at some point uh, how you're going to fill that in or what you're going to do to incorporate that into the overall history, story, you know, whatever you want to do for your world setting. So it's kind of giving you a little bit of a heads up on how much you're going to have to bite off to kind of begin the process of creating things. Sometimes people want to do a little smaller so they have more control over it and less work involved, but other times they want to have a little bit larger, which will allow them the benefit of expanding, not indefinitely for a planet, but expanding for a good long chunk of ways, but also some other options for different cultures, societies, settings, and and so on and so forth with a larger planet would often uh, avail be available to you. And of course, one of the big things you got to take, take into consideration with the size of the planet, if you're using traditional physics and an understanding of our reality, is that usually when you have a larger planet, you have a higher degree of gravity. And that might also affect some things as far as how things develop, talking like flora and fauna, but also just how transportation is accomplished if the gravity is an issue, or it might not be an issue. People might just be adapted to it, but maybe if they came from a different planet to this one or a different reality to this one, that might be something that takes take into consideration how things are developed or, and established on those planets. Obviously, smaller planets are going to have a little bit lighter gravity, so that's kind of a variety in there you can kind of play around with most people uh, in general myself included typically tend to go to more of like an earth-based planet that's like an earth you know size planet or something similar to that maybe a little bit smaller or a little bit larger and the benefit of that is multi-fold obviously obviously the first big thing is that people are familiar with it as your readers are familiar with it you're familiar with it so it gives you an easy connection point to begin to establish things not only in your own head and your own world setting concepts and notes and things, but also in the story itself. And then, of course, the readers have an easy point to connect with because, hey, you know, I know Earth, I live on Earth, so I, I get the concept of it. So it's an easy reference point that a lot of us are ingrained with simply because that's how we were raised and, and the Internet and everything else we're surrounded by. It's an easy easy system we can plug into and relate to in general. So it makes for a very, like I said, kind of an easy thing for people to pick up and adopt. And it's not too hard to twist and turn around to make it your own. One of the big things you can change, obviously, is the ratio of land to water. As I said before, you could have it all water, you could have it all land, you could have it a combination and somewhere in between, you could have it more water than our planet, less water. Again, what you want to accomplish, what you want to do is totally up to you, based on your world setting, obviously. But there are some obvious benefits and drawbacks based upon what you want to do with that ratio. Obviously, if you have something that's more of a water-based society, you're going to probably have to start looking at either having isolated communities or some type of developed uh, transportation system involving either 
using winged creatures, or maybe they have the ability to fly themselves, or obviously sailing, because there's a lot of water to, tra to transverse, and you can't get there in the traditional sense of carts and and just walking because you can't walk across water unless maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe they developed a way that you can actually do that or they can go under the water or, or submarines or things like that. So those are things you want to start developing and figuring out how they're going to incorporate into the overall development of your society. Those are the, the basic foundational elements, you know, the ratio of land to water. On the other side of the coin is if you have everything all land, then you don't really have sailing ships. If there isn't really any, maybe there's some, some lakes here or there, some rivers or streams or things like that. If that's what you have, or maybe all the water's underground. So that gives you a whole nother concept of transportation, development of society, how the planet actually works, how the ecosystem works, and, and so on and so forth. So those are some basic foundational elements. The size of the planet, and then the, the ratio of water to land of that planet. Another key factor is the greater space reality around your planet. We're talking primarily about moons and things of that nature. Does the planet even have a moon? That might be something unique and different right there. Does it have one moon like Earth, or does it have multiple moons like other planets in our solar system? And if so, how many? Again, that's really going to be up to you. Just have, You just have to figure out when you have more moons and more things like orbiting your planet... Like, you know, there could be comets, there could be debris of moon, there could be an asteroid field, there could be, you know, a, a disk of debris around the planet. Whatever you want to incorporate, that's all going to have to have some type of explanation that you got you to figure out. And there has to be a basic system you'd have to figure out and put in place to keep things consistent. So if you have all these different moons, you're probably going to have to figure out some type of orbit for all of them, how they work the basic timeline or the, the lunar orbit uh, cycle, figure that into your history and your cosmology and stuff. So, Because obviously the moons can play a very important element as far as maybe keeping time, as we talked about in previous episodes, or also maybe they have a religious significance or maybe there's an, you know, some type of uh, in thing tied to it. It could be an opening of different portals to different realities. It could be maybe this moon coming in at this point in time designates the beginning of the harvest, or this moon coming in designates, denotes, excuse me, the, the turning of the planet to a certain degree where it's going to be a harsher winter. You know, So there's, there's various fun things you can do with that, tying in the various astral, not astral bodies, but the lunar bodies and the, like I said, the comets, the debris field, whatever you want to have around your planet. Just know that the more of those you have, the more work you're creating for yourself to develop and figure out just what these things are and what purpose they're going to serve in your world setting. I've learned some of that stuff myself the hard way, putting a lot of detailed information at some other world settings in the past. And it's, it's fun and exciting because it's something different and alien and it's kind of great and interesting to explore. But again, it, it involves more work and more effort on your part to kind of flesh out and develop. you got to name them, figure things out kind of develop the history and how they fit into different cultures and societies and things. Again, not impossible. And you can certainly do it. But it just, just so you know, the more you add on, the more you're usually going to have to work with and, and develop on your end as you begin to progress and develop your world setting further. That's probably why most people tend to have like one or just a handful, like two or three different moons. It's kind of easy to keep track of and easy to kind of incorporate into the history and, and and uh, cosmology and all that kind of fun stuff as well. 
Now, what we talked about so far is going to be some common knowledge stuff that people are going to think about and, for the most part, figure out for themselves. And just wanted to touch a little bit on that. But what we're going to talk about next is something that isn't often contemplated that can add a lot of fun and variety for your world setting as well. Again, depending upon how you want to set it up. But we talked about the external element of your planet. That is how it looks from the outside, water, land ratios, size of it, and the planets and stuff, how it looks from below, if it's different moons or planets or things around it. Now I want to turn the page and talk about what's inside the planet itself. What's the guts of the planet? Now this is where you can kind of get some fun variety and mix things up even more. One of the uh, a popular thing it used to be, at least when I was growing up, was the the world within a world. So you actually have a planet on the outside, but inside the planet is another planet, and it could be a different planet, you know, planet like we understand a planet, or it could be a different plane of reality, or it could be a different reality as far as how everything is organized, where the the planet or the world in which is inside the world is still a sphere, but it's moving around the, the insides, the guts of the planet itself. So that could be a fun variety to add some mix in there as well. And you could even take it to another concept, another extreme of that concept, I should say, where you have a, a world within a world within a world. So you could just have like a nesting doll phenomenon where there's just maybe endless worlds within this world kind of thing. And how you get there, how you connect with them, that could be totally up to you. But that's another concept where you could just have a lot of fun because you could have progressive, maybe the civilization ultimately started in the very beginning, in the very gut center of the planet, for lack of a better explanation. And it grew from there to the next world, and it grew from there to the next world. So actually you could have a whole different timeline messed around and changed around because maybe every time they came out of that, they thought they were the original inhabitants of that world, not realizing they came from the previous world. And what would happen if that older civilization, maybe much more advanced, maybe dying off, maybe in ruins, what if it was discovered again and all this history and stuff was connected and people people began thinking, wow, what's going on? So you can have fun little mini conspiracy theories, you could have weird interactions going on because again, these, these are technically the same people for the most part, unless you change it and they evolve, change whatever in the in the history of your world setting. But you can have a lot of fun with that. You can kind of switch around and be even more interesting and unique if you have each world within a world be a different environment. Maybe maybe the outside is really lush and great and tropical, and then you get more temperate in the next level, next inside, and pretty soon it gets more temperate and maybe it goes to ultimate cold. So the core of the planet is ice. Or maybe the exact opposite where you have a very fiery and it just gets more warmer and warmer and gets, you know, then it gets less warmer and warmer as it gets outside. So the outside of the planet is entirely ice or, or barren. So just, again, some fun varieties, some fun twists you can do and incorporate with the world setting. Just being that concept there, the, the land within a land, world within a world kind of thing, which has been done in the past, but hasn't always been done in you know to this extreme that I'm talking about. But again, you can incorporate whatever works best for you. I just want to share one of the ideas with the guts of the inside of the planet. Some other classic ideas are kind of fun you might want to incorporate or just twist to your own preferences would be the planet itself is hollow. There is nothing inside it. Nothing. I mean, the crust is there. However long, however deep it goes down, maybe a few miles, enough to kind of keep the integrity of the world intact. But when you get into it, it's just nothing. It's just a big open abyss. And that could be filled with whatever you want or it could just be totally empty. The other thing that could be in the center of it could be maybe a prison of the dam. Maybe that's where people go and they die. So that's like your hell, basically. 
And that'd be kind of a very fun and different take on, you know, planetary structure. You could also have it be a prison for deities or fallen deities or fallen angels or angels or whatever you want to, you know, imprison there. That could be a fun element to incorporate as well. Or maybe that's, maybe the planet is an actual egg and it's the, the egg of a divine being. And inside that egg is the actual divine being itself. And maybe it's getting ready to hatch or getting ready to, to burst out and do some things. And that might cause the destruction of the planet. And there you go. There's your beginning of your, your storyline for your world setting. So again, those are some fun things. Again, just taking the, the basic concept of what you want to have inside the planet, which a lot of people don't often give a lot of thought to. Not a negative sense, but you know, you just don't think about it because most people will typically do a more traditional sense of the planet is a fiery magma core and there's a bunch of lava and maybe some molten metals. Maybe there's a lead core or heavy metal core of the planet producing the magnetic field and, and so on and so forth. Again, keeping it similar to Earth or what we know for other planets. That's fine. That's totally fine. Most people aren't really going to, I mean, when you're developing a world setting for the first time, you're not really going to stop and think about all these fine details of the planet. And most of the time, it's not going to come up in the storyline. I mean, the magnetic field is going down. Unless you're doing a sci-fi thing or something, or you have a magic system based on the magnetic field or something where it's important, most people aren't going to stop and think, well, what's in the core of the planet that's causing the magnetic, you know, that's, unless like I said, unless it's a scientific thing or something really important, most people aren't going to give that a lot of thought. And that's okay. I'm just sharing ideas here to get you thinking about what you can do to kind of add some more um, variety and to kind of spice up your world setting and make some more story elements as well for your world setting. And that's, you can still do a general sense of a the normal core as we know it, but you could also do something where you can have the whole planet as just a maze, a warren of tunnels. Maybe the magma was there at some point in time, but it died away, disappeared, and now you have a planet that is just littered with tunnels. And you could have it just be a fun place people could explore, or maybe it's a home to some new creature, a different dimensional being or something trying to work its way around there, working its way up, or what have you. So that's one option there too. Or the planet could be entirely a core of water, or a core of ice followed by water, or liquid ice or maybe acid, or you know, a whole bunch of different things you can incorporate that don't necessarily have to fit with the traditional Earth reality as we know it. And again, I could go on and on. You could probably do the same thing. You put you, fun, fun elements you could put in there. Maybe there's another sun in your planet center. How does that work out? I have no idea, but, but you could incorporate it into your story, or maybe that's something that's going to be a pivotal point to your storyline. Or maybe there's a separate universe inside your planet or a separate solar system. Again, you can take this to some far extremes. And again, it really depends on how you see your world setting, how you see your planet, if it's a planet, and what you want to accomplish with your world setting. This is where I wish I could go a little bit more detail and kind of go off on some different tangents here, but I don't really know where you're going to be looking specifically. So I'm trying to keep it more in a general, like we said in the last episode, thickening the air concept where we're kind of getting some brainstorming going on that might help you incorporate or maybe pull some elements together that you didn't necessarily think about that you want to incorporate into your world setting. And so that's kind of the guts we talked about. We talked about the outside, talked about the guts, talked about kind of the astrological stuff going on, or kind of, again, you really get into specifics about constellations and things like that. Maybe we'll do that in a future episode, how they kind of play into your history and story and maybe even affect magic or religion or things like that too on your world. But I just wanted to kind of, like I said, thicken the air, begin to get you thinking about some concepts here for your world setting and how you want to begin doing that. 
Now, when you want to get into the actual landmass, that's going to be kind of up to you entirely. I mean, you could do islands, you could do a big supercontinent, you could do a couple different continents. Again, it's really going to be based upon what you want to accomplish for your world studying and where you see things going historically. Or you could have a historical development of the continent that came about through the, you know, the merging together of smaller continents and islands, maybe pulling apart, merging together again, or you know something to the effect of a supercontinent like they have on Earth where it just kind of split apart after a certain period of time. So all that's going to be things you want to take into consideration. How you want to do that again, what I would caution, or I not caution, I guess advise, is that the more landmass that you develop, you're going to have to do something with it. And it's not always the best just to make it blank and empty and just say, this is a big, huge desert. Well, unless your planet's a desert, that's fine. But just know you're going to have to develop or at least name or figure out some elements of that continent or that landmass in general. And uh, if you're up for that, great. But, you know, if that's maybe a little too much for you to take on, maybe you want to start with some smaller landmasses and kind of develop them and go from there. Or you can just go whole, you know, whole hog and just get the entire big landmass and just do whatever it is you want to do with it and uh, draw everything up on there and, and label it and all that kind of fun stuff. So I think that's where we're going to end it for today. Again, it might be a little bit different episode than previously because we're kind of touching a little bit here and there on stuff and not really getting super detailed on stuff. But again, I just wanted to give an overview, share some ideas that might help you in fleshing out your world setting and when in particular creating your planet, however you want to define that. We'll touch base again next month. We'll talk about some new fun topics and continue the macro to micro approach to world building. And if you have any questions uh, about anything that we talked about so far, we're getting close to wrapping up now things for the end of the year. And it'd be great to have a chance to kind of answer some questions and get some feedback from everyone to see if we are doing some good as far as helping you guys out with what you need information on and kind of get a pulse for what it might be that you'd like to hear more information about in general, as well as just any questions or feedback overall on the podcast in general. So if you want to, you can send it to C-A-U-L-D-R-O-N, that's cauldron, at chadcorey.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.